Welcome back. You're watching Stockwatch with me, Julieta Televi, and joining me to take your questions this evening are David Shapiro from Sassman Securities and Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investments. If you'd like to send questions, please SMS 41392 or email stockwatch at bdtv.co.za. Wayne, David, good evening to you both. Uh, David, it was a slightly iffy day on the JSC today, which is why I'll start with you, because you have a, a, a quite an um, illustrative tweet, really, to show just <laughs> where the JSC is compared to where the US market uh, is this year. And it's, it's, it's quite depressing, really. Yeah. yeah I, the JSC is down about 4% this year. And if we convert it to dollars, it's down 14%. And even though U.S. markets have given up a lot, uh, the S&P still remains up 10%. So if you do the calculation, I know that uh, we're comparing index with index. Um, there's something like almost a 28% difference mm. um, between the two markets. So when I say we've got a lot poorer this year, yes, we have. You know, uh, people don't understand it. I like to look at things in terms of purchasing power. I use the dollar as the as the gauge of purchasing power. You know, if you want to start fights with everybody, you know, just <laughs> say you like a dollar or so on, and everybody comes with gold and Bitcoin and so on. But it's a very simple measure. So I think we have got a lot poorer, and and I think a lot has to do with the our market, the, not the quality of our market, the makeup of our market versus the makeup of the U.S. markets and the strength of tech shares. Yeah. But, you know, it's not mm. just a South African problem. And Wayne, um, the FT came out with a really cool story yesterday talking about the magnificent seven shares of um, the U.S. markets, NVIDIA, Alphabet, Microsoft, Apple, Google, uh, Facebook and Tesla. Um, and actually, these seven companies have added $4 trillion worth of market cap in 2023. And they now make up 60, well, the US market makes up 61% of the MSCI world index. So the US market is just, and, and a few shares on the US market are just massively dominant. Does that mean that we just carry on running with them for now and that it would be foolish, you know, not to have a, a big portion of US exposure in your in, in your portfolio yeah look i mean this is obviously the eternal question over time you've got to have a big exposure on u.s shares and global shares in any of your portfolios you know either whether they're listed overseas or not or whether you can access them via our local exchange definitively but understand that probably the last 10 years have been phenomenally good for the U.S. and the U.S. share market and the dollar. Now, those circumstances more than likely will not be in place in the next 10 years. And you can just look at what's happened to the U.S. long bond. I know it hasn't had really much of an effect on the market per se yet, but when you take the cost of capital in the last 10 years was less than 1%, and the cost of capital going forward is not going to be 5 it'll probably be 25 or 3%. You just simply cannot expect the same outperformance from the go-go shares, from the growth shares, the shares you're mentioning. Not to say they won't perform, but the extent of outperformance will probably be significantly less over the next 10 years than what has been in the last 10 years, because the last 10 years could not have been better for growth shares. It just could not have been better. And then secondly, in South Africa, as we've discussed on many occasions, uh, we're in a commodity down cycle. And that negatively affects our share market, our economy, and in particular the RAND. But understand that cycle can turn. It has turned every other cycle we've ever had. It's always turned. 
So the future will be no different, actually. Mm. And the cycle will eventually turn. Now, a, a, a good example, in fact, maybe even the best example of all of this is the 1990s. I mean, the 1990s, the RAND, you know, with all the restrictions and the cancellation of the financial RAND, the RAND had to find its right level with the relaxation of, of uh, import tariffs and the ability to take money overseas, the RAND had to find the right level. And also U.S. shares flew in the 1990s. So mm. in, 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 in RAND terms, U.S. shares outperformed our, our local shares by probably the same extent as what they have in the last 10 years. But everything changed when the cycle turned in 2002. Yeah. And our shares outperformed the U.S. shares by 350% in dollar terms. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's going to happen. All I'm doing is illustrating the cycle. Yeah. Don't think don't think the cycle stays static. It changes. We're just in the bad part of the cycle yeah. now. Well, actually, just on that note, I mean, a viewer said, and, and he's our platinum bull, our resident platinum bull. He says, are we heading for a complete cycle reset with regards to Sabania and Amplats, for example? Could both these counters drop another 80%? Does the world need platinum at all? Is the platinum trade completely dead? It's not completely well, look at dead, me. right? No, it's not dead, but I can maybe answer this very quickly. Bad news peaks the day before the share turns up. <laughs> Same as good news peaks the day before the shares turn down. Yeah. I think I think at the moment things are against everything. Um, I was a little disappointed. China came out with a new stimulus package. The market just brushed it aside. I can say the same thing for the U.S. because I thought the results that came out of Microsoft and Alphabet and Visa and other businesses were spectacular. Uh, they're really, really good numbers, and the market has kind of brushed it aside, worrying about um, interest rates. So, uh, yeah, it's. I think there's a, a really bad mood pervading markets at the moment. It's very difficult to fight against it. You've got to let it run its course. But, but I think if you look at the businesses, if you look at the underlying businesses and spend time going through these numbers, you know, go through the results, go have a look at Microsoft. I mean, I was looking at Alphabet. They, they, uh, the market's lost its head over its cloud business, which is 10% of its revenue. It's mm. minor. You know, it's a tiny, tiny part of its business that it's trying to grow. And yet, if you look at the other sides of it, very, very strong. So I'm, I'm, you know, you've got to have the courage just to take a step back. That doesn't mean rushing and buy, but just to, to get a better understanding of these businesses. My view is, I, I think that these businesses are going to get stronger. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I still think that these uh, big seven or big eight or whatever you, I think for the next few years, they're going to get absolutely stronger and dominate once more. So I don't think their reign is, is off yet. Mm. Yeah, and, and the, just yeah. one other mm. point, Julieta, the, P, the PEs are not high. Mm. You know, you're, when I say high, they're relatively high in the 20s, but they're not 50s or 60s it or 70s. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that goes back to the, the original point of discussion. Um, Wayne had his comments about, about the platinum shares. I don't know if you want to uh, add anything there, David, for those who are now feeling I, completely disappointed. We keep waiting for the bottom. <laughs> and I just looked as we, just before we came on here, I was looking, oh, oh Impala, now that doesn't look good. And I looked at Subanya, Nana, that looks awful. So Amplat seems to be trying to find a bottom, but there just seems to be this persistent selling. You know what I mean? It's uh, I, I don't know the source of it, 
but it's taking these shares down and down. Mm. And uh, I think we just need a little bit of good news. We need things to settle down. And we haven't got it in the world economy at the moment. Yeah. So another viewer says... I mean, just... Sorry, Wayne, but maybe because it might lead into what you're going to say now. Sure. Um, a viewer says, can your panel give their view on SA mining shares in general that have been battered? What can we expect over six months if interest rates do come down? Look, six it... months, I don't know, but on a, but on a two to three year basis, it's very, very good uh, outlook considering where the share prices are now. But what I was going to say earlier on, Sibanya, I mean, Sibanya's fallen from 70 bucks to 23 rand. At 70 rand, everyone was buying it. It was a most fantastic company. It was paying dividends through its ears. O'Neill got the biggest bonus I think I've ever seen, ever in my life. Now, today, they announced to go to retrench 4,000-odd people because they're not making money anymore. You've got to understand the cycle. Yeah, yeah, so maybe that's your maybe that's your yardstick. So when the CEO makes an absolute killing, that's when you know yeah, it's time to top. sell out. Um, okay, um, as for banking shares, um, and another viewer says, many of your guests like South African banking shares and see value despite local banks trading in a stagnant economy. By way of example, Standard Bank trades at a PE ratio of 7.8. So how do your distinguished guests feel about Barclays at a PE ratio of 3.9 or Citigroup at a PE of 6.1 trading in stronger markets? David. Um, once more, it's, it depends on the underlying economy. You know, the UK is going nowhere. The UK is not exactly running away. And therefore, against that backdrop, you know, banks... We forget banks make money by lending money or by doing transactions or by processing transactions. They need strong underlying economies to really do well. Our banks are solid. There's nothing wrong with Barclays. They're not going to topple over, nor is Citibank going to topple over, nor is First Rand or any of them, simply because they've learned through history to run their business as well. So they don't lend money out at these times. But the, the other side of it is that there are no deals going through. You know, no one's doing anything. Mm. You lend money to a company who wants to build a new factory or import machines and that. That's or, or mergers and acquisitions where you give advice. That's not happening. And I think against that, you know, these banks just grind sideways, making nice money, paying a decent dividend. But uh, there's nothing to get excited about. It's, mm. it's, it's the circumstances, the underlying circumstances that make it very difficult for them to do well. Yeah. They safe, <laughs> safe, but safe sure. but unexciting. Um, mm. Wayne, your thoughts there? I mean, if you know, if the UK economy yeah. is also pretty flat, and you know, the UK economy or well, the UK market is grappling with as uh, almost mm. exactly the same things we're grappling with—a flight of capital. Yes. You saw uh, who was at the head of the the FTSE saying, <laughs> "You're going to have to pay people more to keep people domiciled in the you UK." Are they going, they're going to limit the, an, they're an going to lift the cap on bonuses to try and keep people in the city. Yeah. So Look. I mean, but in that context, would then you would you avoid a Barclays and rather buy a City? group yeah. which would be more exposed to the u.s economy for example yes a, a couple of things first of all just as a general comment we always think that we have the toughest time in the whole world yeah <laughs> if you're living in america or the uk your mortgage bond when you renew your mortgage bond is going up threefold fourfold they've never seen interest rates like this since the 80s it's tough there second point is on on the banks I know the Citibank and the Barclays and all look cheap, but somehow every now and again, 
something goes seriously wrong with these big banks and they have to make these multi-billion rand provisions for ABC, XYZ, mm -hmm. we don't get that in the South African banks. So I'd rather stick to the SA banks. Mm. Um, I just have to mention, uh, a viewer has just sent a message saying, apologies, but I'm not interested in David and Wayne's stock picks this week, but who do they pick to the win the Rugby World Cup on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> Well, guess what? Wayne, uh, come on, give us, uh, give us the guess odds. Guess what, South Africa, we got to, we got to do it. But yeah, you have to go. It's with going them, to be I... marginal, and it's yeah. probably going to be not a good game of rugby. Yeah, um, mm. yeah. I, who knows? I don't know. It's uh, you've got. I think. I think South Africa's got two sides there that they can bring on. Uh, but uh, they've got the edge at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Although now everyone actually, and sadly, everyone understands Afrikaans. So that is now long, now yes. no longer our Afrikaans. Um, Afrikaans, yeah, Afrikaans has had a has had a huge exposure this last week in the in, in, in uh, the rest of the world. Everyone knows what Afrikaans is now. Yeah. No. Ter terrible. For us. Okay. Um, then uh, going back to some more serious matters, Avia says, please can you ask the panel what their opinion is on MTN? And the allegations of supplying services to, to terror groups in Iran, I'm already running a substantial loss in MTN and wondering what to do. Um, well, I mean, MTN certainly wouldn't, I imagine, do it knowingly. Um, is this just sure. part of the risk of MTN? You know, they operate in quite, in, uh, shall we say, tricky markets? Yes. Ultimately, that's what holds MTN back. When those markets go right, they make a fortune, but operating in in Iran and in Nigeria, there's, there's a permanent discount. I mean, MTN on the face of it looks dirt cheap. It truly does look cheap, but you carry these risks. I mean, there's even stories now about another fine out of Nigeria. I read an article today about, you know, the Nigerian government looking at imposing another fine on them for whatever reason. It's difficult, difficult, difficult working in these markets. Um, Juliana, the other thing is that it's, it's like uh, Sabania and like Impala. Shares just get cheaper by the day, you know, and, and we're not seeing anybody come and rescue these companies. By rescue, I mean come and buy the shares at these levels. And the tragedy of so many of our, our companies here, if you go back seven years, I think, in MTN, you're still not making a profit. You know, you're still down, and and a lot of the reason are the the reasons that that Wayne has brought up. Yeah. You know, and they're constantly theory, tripping over their shoelaces. Oh. You know, and, and in theory, this shouldn't be a cyclical company. It's not a mining company. A mining yeah. company, you understand the cycle. Yeah. This is not a cyclical company. The thing is, that the, the whole sort of well, the, be. yeah, the funding. I mean, the, this is an old lawsuit. This was uh, 2021, so I haven't really, I didn't realize that there were any new developments. To be perfectly honest, but I mean, this is. <clears throat> these issues have, have been around MTN for, for a number of years now. Um, but interestingly, MTN uh, seemed to ignore all of this, and it was uh, quite tied to what happened to, to the oil price uh, earlier in the year and when it you know, headed back up to 200 rand a share. So w what was that all about, that, that, that positivity behind MTN, or was it simply that? Uh, uh, there was no fundamental reason. It came up in... The results were good, obviously, but the share price went up and now it's halved again. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think with a lot of these businesses, um, they just haven't lived up to 
when I say high expectations, there was always a view that you were walking around with your bank in your hand and you were going to use it for all kinds of things, uh, transferring money and so on. And yeah, we, we use our, our, our smartphones for a lot of things, but they just, you know, I don't think the people who they thought would be streaming <laughs> are streaming. I don't think the people they thought would be finteching are finteching. It's just not working. Nothing seems to be happening. Yes, they're selling data, but we don't want to pay for data. We want to go to Starbucks and have it for free. No one wants to pay for data. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's yeah. it's difficult. It's yeah, a, I mean, the government has correctly so driven down the cost of data. So the companies don't get the margin they used to. No one's talking on the phone anymore. It's all data. Yeah. Um, sorry, going back to the platinum issue, uh, just a, viewer, a question has come in saying Implats was down to 17 rand uh, or 20 rand a few years ago. That was the worst, um, uh, as you'll recall, for Implats. Could it go back to these levels? And what price would you start accumulating it? Look, the last downturn was way different to this downturn. Yeah. I mean, they're both downturns, but they had spent so much money on capital that they've really strained their balance sheet. This is all mining companies. And this huge flood of new supply hit the market exactly as demand started to go down and the prices just collapsed. I mean, these companies, almost all of them went bankrupt. They passed the dividends. They, they mm. did all sorts of things. Right now, their balance sheets are in substantially better condition and no one spent any capital since 2016. Yeah. So there will I mean, be a downturn, but I don't Well, Impala has, Impala has spent a bit. I mean, if you well consider the yes, RB flat have, acquisition yeah. and also... Um, the, the U.S. group that they bought. Yeah, but I was just talking generally about, you know, the mining shares. Yeah. Okay. So Impala is different, yes. Yeah. Impala's back to its COVID level. You know, that was a price that hit after COVID. Yeah. So there's something disturbing that market that can't get a grip on. Mm. In the platinum price, in the PGM, all the PGM prices, they just, uh, no one's no one's buying the story, and that's, that's the worry, and not quite sure why they're not buying the story. Look, to be honest, uh, um, we're seeing it in other metals as well. So in lithium, the same thing. Yeah. Uh, nickel, the same thing. Oversupply of nickel. So yeah. What about copper? And a viewer asks uh, if we could discuss Orion Minerals. Of course, it's a, it's a very small company exploratory slash speculative. I don't know if either of you have a view on it. The bulls, they're bulls on copper. You know, yes. that, that in the next couple of years, there's going to be a short supply and things will go up. It's the one metal that there is a bit of bullishness, but you can't find it on the chart. You know, I can't find it. I'm looking for it. But when you talk to commodity um, analysts and experts, I think the one thing they do identify is, uh, is copper. Mm. Uh, Wayne, would you would you have a little a flutter on Orion? It's very liquid, so it's more of a. I don't you know, know the company. I must say, so I'd rather not comment. But I do agree with David on on copper. I mean, copper is the one new age metal. You know, more and more copper is going to be used as we all swap across to electric. So, and there is a short supply, and I know there are a couple of like Anglo-American huge increase in their copper output, but there are very few new supply streams coming on it. Yeah. But Julieta, it comes back. If you want to expose yourself to the commodity, just stay with the big ones. <laughs> stay with Billiton or Anglers or a Glencore. You Where's know, Glencore the fun in got, that? Hmm. No, it isn't fun. <laughs> but I mean, you're likely to do okay. It's it's they diversified, um, and it's 
you know, you, you're not exposed to the same kind of issues. I, I don't know where iron ore's going. Don't know whether the Chinese are going to start buying again. It seems to have held up reasonably well at 118, although everybody thought it would be 100 by these levels and 100 dollars a ton. I would, if you know, I'd feel much more comfortable there in in those in trying to seek out where the PGM markets are going and so on. Okay. Then on uh, on Monday, actually, um, one of our viewers, sorry, one of our guests, uh, Estee Lauder was a stock pick. Um, and the viewer asks, please ask the two wise men if Estee Lauder is a buy. Um, David, I know you have a different view on Estee Lauder. You don't think it is? I like their product. I think there are a lot of things that are wrong with management. And that's what I got out of it. I It was one of my top, when I say top picks, I like that together with L'Oreal. I can't fault Bobby Brown or Joe, uh, Joe Malone or any of the products that they make, their skin products and that. But there's something wrong with the way that they're handling the marketing. The you know, you it's 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 a caring type situation. It's not the product. It's 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 really the business. And I think just wait a bit. Uh, it's like Disney as well. Just hasn't lived up to its mm. re- reputation. So something's not right, particularly in Asia. Uh, Wayne, do you have any thoughts on Estee Lauder or shall I ask you um, about pick and pay rather? No, look, other than other than the share price being absolutely slaughtered, you think the platinum shares have done badly. Yeah, yeah I know, yeah. I know. But no, David knows way more about the company than what I do. Okay, very quickly before your stock picks, could you please ask the panel if pick and pay is worth a punt at these prices or should I rather buy quality like ShopRite or Woolworths, Wayne? Look, I've made so many mistakes in trying to catch a falling sword. On this one, I'll say no. Mm. Buy an option. <laughs> you know what I mean? Buy an option. If you really want to take it, then you know what your downside is. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. And I'm sure you'll buy it cheap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. You are You are definitely getting it on the cheap. I think it's what? Less there are lots of salesmen around in their fancy motor cars and fancy laptops, etc. Tell them you want to buy an option on pick and pay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Your stock picks uh, with less than a minute. When? <laughs> uh, I'm going. I'm going for actually for for Puma. I mean, when you look at their oh. last results that came out, they expanded the margin. There's quite a few positive things they've had. Trouble in North America that seems to be coming right quite nicely. Um, as I said, they've got margin expansion, and the actually stock levels went down for the first time in eight years. They actually, had an infantry went down twenty percent. So they're obviously getting their stocks down. And it's a 17 price earnings ratio, and this is a good company. So I think, yeah, hmm. there's my stock pick. Okay. And David? I think they've overdone the selling of Alphabet. They're down 8% today. It's, it's nonsense. You know, I think if you go through the numbers, uh, I still think there's a very powerful company. Still, uh, Google is still the prime search engine. The, the numbers are up there on advertising, on search are great. YouTube, the same kind of thing. I, I still maintain, and I'm still a, a big seven or what do you want to call it, uh, investor. But there are a lot of other businesses that are doing well. Last night I was forced into a, they, I, I, they took me off the bench like a rugby player and said, come on to the show. What's your stock pick? I didn't have, I, I, I called Next Era, but uh, looking at Next Era, I like it very much as well. So if you're looking for a clean air play as well, there you are.
Okay. Two in one. Oh, two nights and running. Spring bucks for Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's hope all these bets pay off. Um, David Wayne, we have to leave it there. Thanks very much for joining us as always. Uh, that's all for Stockwatch this evening. And don't forget to tune in tomorrow. At uh, We'll be bringing you the live coverage of the cashless in Daba, hosted by the Gauteng Provincial Government as a way to spearhead a safer, more secure and financially inclusive Gauteng. That's on Business Day TV tomorrow at 9 o'clock. And thanks to David Shapiro from Sassman Securities and Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investments. Coming up next, the close. Stay with us.